about money. We talk about business. We talk about really all the things that are associated where the end product can be money. Yeah, but it's not what you think it is because everybody's chasing the money, but really it's adding the value that really makes the difference. And people who tune in every week, you start to get the smell of that flavor. Now, I've got a very special guest for you today who got, went from nearly going at bust to over £1 million in 12 months. So I'll introduce you to him very shortly, as you can see him on the screen already. But first of all, I want you to comment so I can see who you are. So just comment, where where are you watching this from? What is going on for you? The sun is out right now in the UK. Where are you? Are you in the UK? If you're in the UK, whereabouts are you in the UK? Yeah, let me see what you think. You might even want to comment what you think about the Euro, the Europe Super League thing that everybody's going crazy over. I mean, I don't know what the hassle is. What's all the hassle? <laughs> all the resistance. It is what it is. So, uh, and by the way, we've got an announcement. To, uh, I've got some announcements for you. The first announcement is if you want to get your hands on some well-sought-after real-life merchandise, so you, that's the entire brand, by the way, all the different companies that are under the brand, you know, there's all different things. Yeah, good to see you, Connor. Yeah, all you need to do is you need to share this on your timeline. So share it, like Andy's going to share it on his timeline right now, if he's not already. And then tag 10 people. That's all you got to do if you're watching this. Yeah, to be in a chance uh, at the end of this show, we're going to call on people who have hit that criteria. Now, if you're in the real life tribe, by the way, you got to tag 10 people in the tribe and 10 people out of the tribe as well. And then we will uh, do that. But we'll select the winner at the end. So, guys, tell me when you have shared it so we can give you a shout out as well. Because I tell you, this episode is going to blow your mind. Why? Because it combines money. So if you want money, put hashtag money. Combines business. So put hashtag business if you're interested in how to set up businesses and be running businesses and the, and the, and the, you know, the operating kind of goings on of that. And uh, also put property, hashtag property, if you're interested in property. So we talk about money, business, and property in this one. So put the hashtags for the ones that you're interested. Hey, Linda, thank you. Awesome. We like to uh, speak to people across the waters. Yeah, fantastic. So let's do our introduction for this week's Money Monday panelist, who has, um, so for when I first seen Andy, yeah, I wasn't even sure if he was interested in what was going on in the room. You know, we, we I, the first time I met him was at, actually a, 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 one of our two-day trainings that we were doing on property investing, and he didn't look interested at all. Uh, but since uh, since then, you know, he has been uh, working on his property business, growing his property business. He's also been working on his uh, businesses, you know, that he has had and sold on, which we're going to talk about, and also his new businesses that he's uh, creating and building his wealth through. So you're going to hear all about this over this coming episode. So any questions that you have, yeah, put them in the comments now. But as you're going to hear from Andy in a moment, he's going to tell a little bit about himself. Then you're going to see what are the areas that I might want to ask questions regarding to. So thank you so much. Andy Matin. Yes, Andy Matin, isn't it? That's it, sir. Andy Matin. Good evening. Nice to see you, Mark. Hello, yeah. everyone. Hope everyone's doing well. Good evening. Yeah, good. So thank you for being here. And thank you for coming along and uh, wanting to share your wisdom and, 
being so free and open to talk about anything. So that's a cool thing, guys. So you, whoever's watching here, yeah, uh, Andy says he's open to answering any question. It's not anything he is not willing to talk about. So give us a little bit of insight on you, Andy. Who is Andy? Where's Andy from? How did Andy get up to where he is right now? Oh, big questions here, yeah, straight out the block. <laughs> Mate, so look, Andy, effectively, you know, look, very humble sort of upbringing myself, you know, sort of grew up in, in, in London, in, in, in southeast um, London. And yeah, you know, sort of started sort of, you know, professional career, got into a state agency, you know, when I was um, you know, early 20s, actually. It was the first sort of real job I had, you know, always had sort of aspirations from a young age to be in the property industry, to sort of own property, always sort of dreamed of having a portfolio and that sort of thing when, when I was younger. We didn't really have sort of, you know, too too much sort of direct inspiration, I suppose, sort of, you know, in, in terms of sort of people that are close to me that I could look up to initially. Um, so I thought the estate agency, was, you know, starting in lettings was a good angle for me to get into. And yeah, thrived in, in the sales environment. Um, my dad's a black taxi driver. There was a, there was a time where I was actually going uh, to be a black cabbie. I was doing the Knowledge of London for a little while. And then you yeah, sort of fell into sales, really, fell into to the property market. Um, and never look back. Love the state agency, love property ever since. Uh, I'm really sort of well in my career while I was an employee. And then, yeah, made the brave step when I was 25 to start my own agency. And uh, I mean, wow, what an experience, a, a fantastic sort of chapter and journey in my life. And, and uh, taking that sort of risk and, and starting my own thing was it was exhilarating. It was scary, you know, and, and, and all the things that you would expect. And then, yeah, fast forward another we on eight, eight or nine years later now, and uh, you know, sort of uh, now full-time property investor, developer, uh, coach. Um, you know, successfully sold the agency a few months back, which is what you can see in the, uh, um, you know, the, the the notes scrolling across your screen. And yeah, I've just just you know had a fantastic career. Very appreciative, very grateful, and yeah, a lot of ups, a lot of downs, and and, and a lot of learnings. But you know, very very happy with with, with what I've achieved so far. But in many respects only just getting started you know good awesome so you said you uh start you went you took the step to go into business and we're going to talk a little bit about that so you started that when you were 25 yeah yeah absolutely okay so you've been doing that for 30 years now so <laughs> the hair yeah. the hairline would agree with you mate <laughs> <laughs> yeah so you said that's like eight eight seven eight nine years ago right so like number one why so you say yeah fell in love with property so why property why do you love property so much it was just a really like as far as i was concerned it, it was a, a really secure and 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 sort of you know exciting asset class you know i always looked at successful people and, and they all seem to have the same thing in common like they all seem to own property or they have to have some sort of control of property and um you know i always sort of looked at these kind of big i could see canary wharf which is where i work now but i could see that from where i grew up in greenwich and you know just i was just all very inspired by by the real estate you know of, of the area so i know just always just i suppose from a young age something that just seemed very lucrative and very very aspirational so yeah, just, you know, property, property, property. It was just so it was all I really had in mind, you know, you know, at some point in life. Yeah. And, you know, you just reminded me because um, when I first left school, I was uh, very much on the tools, doing all the building work, laboring jobs, all of this kind of stuff. And it's only recently again I've started to fall in love with the detail again. 
you know, because before I got very high level just running the businesses. And but now I'm, I actually said to one of our guys, I was like, uh, hey, listen, is there anyone on our sites laying bricks? I want to lay some bricks. <laughs> just <laughs> randomly, I was like, is, anyone, is, it, is there anyone laying bricks anywhere? I just want to go and lay a few. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> I want to know if you've got the, the skill or the trial, you, you know? So, uh, yeah, I, I got this love and the, 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 the construction business is growing, booming, you know, going into these big projects. I mean, our, our ambition is we want to build a bridge. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> Yeah, I want to build a bridge. That's where we're going with it. Uh, so, so that's why property. So then you were in property, or you had this love for property and an estate agency. So then business. So why business? What was it about business? Uh, business was just for me something that I was just always inspired by. You know, like when I was young, like you used to sort of you have the vision of, of of the city, sort of you know suits and. You know, you know, you see, see, you know, the, just the city of London. I said, my dad was a black cabbie, so you know, we, you know, he'd show us around and give us tours. And, and and I always used to sort of when you used to get into the city of London and you used to sort of see the finance and 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 just you know, just sort of feel the wealth and, and the success. And and I always just was just very inspired by sort of that route into sort of you know what I would would consider at that at that stage success and. You know, Canary Wharf, as I mentioned before, is an area that I work now. But I remember the first time I got there and just, you know, just the professionalism and, and just the, just the ins inspiration, you know, of, as I said, you know, the big banks there, the big the, the towers. And it just it just got me, you know, it just got me. And I always sort of, you know, and that was the decision where, you know, I decided that business was 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 going to be something that I wanted to do. And, you know, I, it kind of fell in that order, property and then business, kind of hence why I, started as an agent and you know learned the ropes a bit and then the aspiration for my business kind of you know sort of followed from there really yeah so um what was your view of business when you're at that stage of like where you're inspired and all of that stuff that you just explained or it may be that but because what i want to ask you is what was your view before you went into business of like what it looked like what it would take versus when you got into business and you started to see how, you know how real business works uh, what was the difference what was the was there a contrast was it exactly what you thought like let's start with how you seen it before you got into it and then tell us how it actually worked out <laughs> it's a great question you're probably going to laugh at this answer but business for me was just like richard branson <laughs> like Virgin Airlines, you know, ordered a ordered an, all the air hostesses in, in the red uh, in, in red kit, and just you know owning your own island, <laughs> and like that's the you know I suppose that that sort of entrepreneurship is what really sort of got me excited, and and then from then you know it's just other sort of I suppose you know business people really kind of you know inspired me from there, and, and you know read a lot of autobiographies at that time of my life, you know Alan Sugar, I used to see him on TV a lot with The Apprentice and that kind of whole i suppose corporate model or a slightly mis maybe misguided misplaced but that was i suppose the dream and that was the thing that really kind of got me into thinking yeah you know that's they're the sort of footsteps they're the sort of role models that that initially i i, I looked at um what was it like in contrast totally different <laughs> and you know i i sort of i took the plunge to start my own business and i think the thing that i had had a great work ethic and a and, and a and a as I said, I take a lot of inspiration from from a lot from a lot of places. So I was very inspired. So I, you know, good energy, good ethic, and yeah, it got me so far. But 
it was uh yeah certainly not the uh certainly haven't got my own island yet <laughs> or my own airline and, and actually it was it was it was then the daily sort of the hustle the bustle the grind the excitement around doing these uh, deals and and you know finding clients and you know it, it quickly got exciting for sure you know and i was enjoying the just 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 yeah the hustle you know and and the lifestyle that sort of come with it certainly was a lot harder than i anticipated but it also in 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 many ways it was so much more rewarding than i could ever have imagined you know because it's, it's not just about the you know life's not just about the destination right it's about the journey and so the journey for me has been has been incredibly rewarding and it's sort of been very very grateful for the experiences it's, it's afforded me Mm. So what was some of the roadblocks or the challenges that you ran into that you weren't expecting when you went into business? I think the biggest thing probably was maybe sort of lack of 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 of, of knowledge, I suppose. You know, I, I, you, you kind of you go into it with a view that you think it's, it's going to play out a certain way. But, um, you know, you, I, I kept hitting stumbling blocks of, you know, what information and what knowledge I needed to sort of help me evolve and go to the next stage. And then I suppose that comes into the second thing I'd say, which was, you know, scaling the business at the time was, um, you had a lot of challenges around scale, you know, which I, I don't think is that, uh, uh, that uncommon. So, you know, trying to constantly grow and, 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 you know, keep, keep your team happy and, you know, keep the business, you know, profitable, but also, you know, trying to scale it at the same time and, um, you know, when I set the business up, I set the business up. It was just myself. I was a sole director, sole shareholder. Had a fantastic team um, that, that, that founded the business. You know, with me. And you know, we said we just you know, constantly got to them blocks of how do we get bigger? You know, how do we do? How do we do more? And, and it wasn't just about profit, just about money, but it was also about how do you how do you start getting back time? You know, how do you start? You know, you yeah. You know, I found myself constantly exchanging time. Uh, for money, which you know, after a while, that 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 that, that proves a challenge to sort of try and um, you know, to try and correct and to to try and evolve from. It's really funny you say that because uh, my my view of business as well was, you know, like my dream when I first like got sucked into business as a real business because I thought I thought, hey, if I start doing building jobs because I, I was in a building trade, doing construction, doing, you know, we built some houses. I'd worked on some big, big sites like as a contractor. So I kind of seen how all that worked. But then I thought, you know, building a business was me just going out doing jobs by myself. But very quickly, like you say, you realize that that's just still trading the time for the money. But then when I got into business, I, I went totally, you know, from one extreme to another. I went into the IT industry. Yeah. And this was at a point. No, this is no joke. Yeah. I could literally probably only I didn't even know what Microsoft Word was. I didn't even know what it was. I didn't even know it existed. Yeah, obviously I could turn it on and I had to press a button and watch a thing come on and log in on a, you know, with a password. I get that. But beyond that, I didn't know. So I went into this industry, but then that's when I really learned about business and how you got to then market research and train and all of this. And that's how I went to training and that totally changed everything. Meaning like every business I went into, I just focused on training people. You know, mm -hmm. even when I was recruiting team members, I was training them like and to test them how good they are to, or how trainable they are before we hired them. And, you know, here's the killer bit where people don't realize this in business. We were training the clients on how to buy, you know, especially with like SaaS 
uh, products, which is like software as a service. It's hosted in the cloud. There's no, you know, delivery happening like where people are like, oh yeah, we know that this is worth something because something's being dropped off. This was, no, we're logging in on a screen and just what I said, like what, what, we're paying, you know, 20,000 pounds for this. <laughs> you know what it is. You know, so that, you know, you training how, you know, training the client on how to buy. That's why I say training changed everything for us, you know, and me. But if I just go back to this whole training at uh, the time for money, I envisioned, I was like, I want to have this company where I have like a thousand salespeople, you know, because the, the whole the whole thing was selling ethically and being real. That's how real life was born when I was training sales and I was just in the training room with people and people are trying to be someone else. And I'm like, just be yourself. Just be real. This is real life. And like that's how real life sales training was born. And then the real life brand, as you know, has expanded since. But at that point, I thought, yeah, 90 hours a week. I'm happy working 90 hours a week. I thought it was normal to go to work before my children wake up and they be in bed before I get back. And then I spend some time here and I spend some time there. And like they will be inspired by watching their, you know, dad, you know, want to provide for them and all the rest of it. And slowly I started to realize and that started unfolding that what kind of life is that? I mean, don't get me wrong, there's still weeks, as you know, because you were a part of some of it. I still put 90 hours in, you know, happily. I don't mind putting an 18-hour shift in, you know, here and there. But like today, after we've just done the three-day event, the three-day virtual event for Property Secrets Exposed, today was like what I call an unplugged day. And I suppose what you were saying uh, is you get to that stage where it's like, I'm running this business, but I'm scared to have a day off or I'm scared to go on holiday for a week, uh, you know, because I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, how did you handle that? Terribly. <laughs> it, you know what? It, it, I think, you, like you said, you know, is you, you do, you get to that point where you kind of, you know, you're, or you're, you're just exchanging so much you know, in the pursuit of the two values that I, I've always sort of lived by is, is sort of ambition and integrity. And what I was starting to find was that as the, my ambition was growing and I, and I, and I, was, I was putting more and more in and I, and I was obviously seeking more success and more profit and more money, I was I was, I was losing my integrity in, in other areas, you know, at home. And, you know, I started to put a lot of pressure then on, 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 on you know, as I said, his life's not just about money, right? You know, I was I was suffering. You know, my happiness was down, and you know, I was sacrificing. As I said to you before, we we, we started like, you know, I, I, I sleep in the office. You know, some of my stuff we don't even know that. You know, like I, I sleep in the office some nights, and you know, the the graph that I was putting into this vehicle as as an as an estate agency, um, in a pursuit of of, of scale and, and ambition, it was like, it was incredible. You know, I was I was and I said I was giving it absolutely everything. Um, and you know, yeah, you know, I suppose the like the turning point for, for me, you know, was was becoming a, a parent. You know, I was becoming a dad to, to my little boy, and you know, it was you know, I was just I was losing too much. And after you know a point of time, you know, certain things, you know, certain switches were flicked, and you know, made the made the decision to sort of evolve, you know, the the model, and, and you know, evolve into a, a bigger, much better, much more exciting vehicle. Which which delivered scalability and also a lot more freedom. Yeah. So so what's that vehicle? Well, property investing. You know, property. You know, effectively. You know, developing your own portfolio. You know, and, and I was I was doing a 
I, over years as an estate agent, I was I, I saw some of my biggest and best clients. They were so successful and started to really turn for me when I'd been an estate agent that by this point for like 10 years. And I had these, these, these clients of mine that were developing for 10 years and the difference at where we were. And I, I can't understand why. I was like, I'm, I'm working hard. I, you know, we had, a, we had a great business. And I just, I, I got to a point where I was, I was, you know, peed off. You know, I, I was frustrated. There was a lot of frustration, a lot of anger. And, and, I, and again, I think it was about what I said about, you know, I was lacking knowledge um, fundamentally. Um, and then, you know, started sort of, you know, they were the sort of guys I was aspiring to, uh, aspiring to be. And I mentioned before about, you know, Richard Branson, Alan Sugar, and, you know, a lot of other people, entrepreneurs, I started to do a lot of research into. And again, that, that just, you know, your property asset, property wealth, property portfolio just kept coming up. So that was where first time really where I then started to sort of look into property investing. And, and, and I thought, look, I, there's, there's a lot of information you know, around, you know, nowadays, you know, if some of it's free, you know, often it's worth paying for. Um, and I just, I just made the commitment. I need to, I need to figure out what these guys are doing. You know, I need to figure out how these people are, are doing it. Um, and similarly, you know, I had my agency, which was, which was great. But then I, I started, you know, sort of, you know, getting into sort of, you know, probably developing a little bit as a side hustle. Uh, but then I saw the people that were doing it full time, you know, people like yourself, you know, other, other sort of inspirational people around and like, were flying absolutely flying and again i started to realize that there was commitment exchanging a lot of time into the primary vehicle that i had it was just kind of all i knew i'd come through the ranks as an estate agent so it was that was where my knowledge was and i was seeing these, the, the guys that had gone on to invest in themselves and invest in their own sort of property investment education were just you know absolutely flying and again it wasn't just about the money it was about the the lifestyle that, that these guys were you know guys and girls were creating for themselves you know the lifestyle that um you know the freedom effectively right because as I say, it's, it's not all about the money it's it's, it's 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 about the freedom you know first and foremost for me so that was really why i got into property in the first place that's really well you know that's my view of of business you know from the outset you know is, is having having time as, as as well as money and you know, realised that you know there there was uh, there was a bigger there was a bigger game being played. So yeah, you know that's how I got into it. Absolutely, and we I want to touch on because there's been a question in the comments here. Someone's asking, Claudia is asking about business systems and VAs as well. So we are going to touch on that, but there's something else that you just mentioned. Free. Things like you know, you can get hoodies, you can get cups, merchandise, yeah, useful things that you can use every single day from the real life uh, shop. So all you need to do is share th this post on your timeline and tag ten people uh, in this in these comments right here. Yeah. Also, I want you to put hashtag live if you're watching it live right now, and put hashtag replay if you are watching a replay. So the good point that you just made there is when you was making the comparison of saying. What are these guys doing different to me? I'm working hard. I'm putting the shift in. I'm doing everything right. I'm doing everything I can. And this is the invisible line that is right there. It's almost like, you know, one of those uh, mines where it's like, there's nothing there. And they're like, how do I, how do I get past it? <laughs> what is this like level of income or like, you know, like, the, it's the the volcano's rumbling, but there's no eruption happening, you know. And it's and it's that's there, and it's invisible because I did the same thing. 
I was working day in, day out. I was like, yeah, this is how I'm going to do. Uh, you know, maybe my simpleness i don't know i think i was a bit simple when i was a kid maybe i'm still simple now yeah but but like maybe that was just like made me a little bit naive to just remain optimistic because i i never knew how i was going to do it you know be in business but i always imagined when i was a kid and some of these things what i knew worked for me as a kid i've I've, I've like introduced into products and different trainings now because I always imagine I used to get these vouchers out of the paper that were like 400 pounds worth of vouchers you could get off at DFS the sofa company right but I yeah. used to have this money and I used to pretend it was mine I was like I'm getting paid this money and then I'll, I would just keep paying myself and I'd spend it and I'd pay myself and I'd spend it and I'd pay myself yeah, and, and I started creating like this whole world. It sounds a bit weird. I never really wanted to admit it before, but now I'm proud of it. <laughs> yeah, because I created this whole world where I was in business and I had all these different businesses. And that kind of was like this positive expectation or this, you know, uh, optimism that just kept me like, I don't know how it's going to work out, but something's going to work out. Something's going to work out. Something's going to work out. And I was working hard, 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 hard. And it wasn't until really... The property investing for me got me to see how I can make things work without me. Because even when I was training sales team, and I grew a couple of companies in the IT industry from nothing to multi-million pound global organizations very quickly as well. One in 18 months, one in less than three years. But I, I, I was always there. I couldn't, I couldn't see me replacing myself. But with property, going from when I was 15 years old, going into the industry properly, I mean, I worked with my dad when I was like, you know, 12 and 10, but not seriously, but 15, full-time working five days a week, change it to seven days a week. That kind of being on the tools, again, can't see how I'm going to replace myself to property investing, bringing systems in and building teams and leveraging, which is everything that we just taught over the last three days that blew people's minds is then I can see how I can do it without me having to be there and how I can do it with such a, you know, like I made a call that took me about 10 minutes on Friday on the training. Yeah. The guy called me back this morning. He actually woke me up because I was having a lion. <laughs> but he called me back and I and we did a bit more to and fro in. Offer accepted, you know, 10-minute call, another five-minute call, you know, over 10 minutes and that. So what are we talking? <clears throat> 25 minutes. 25 minutes, we've got ourselves a uh, £1,300 six-bed cash-flowing uh, building. In six weeks, everything's going to be turned around and uh, it's going to be hunky-dory. You know, this – and then, you know, the build team's going to do it. The project manager's going to run it. Uh you know, like I've got other team members that help sort all the paperwork out. So it just gets passed to me. So I can just put my name on it. You know, so like all of these different systems that get put in place. But I didn't, I didn't know about any of this before. I was doing what you were doing, you know, just training time. And Andy, how many other people are still doing this now? Even in, because we're saying, hey, you know, property industry has opened us up to realize this. But I didn't realize it before. And so many other people, they're struggling in property. They go into property and they've still got this, you know, this invisible wall that they're still putting in all of the time. Like, what am I doing? Like, what is this guy doing? And then I tell you what happens in you, you stay in that zone long enough. 
the zone where why are they doing it and I'm not, then you start blaming. It's hard not to because you start, oh, they're scam, they're full of shit, you know, they're showing off, uh, that ain't real, you know, all of this garbage starts setting in and your little voice starts going crazy, then you're going in the wrong, that, that's a downward spiral. So what would you say to these people? Or what would What's your view on what this invisible line is? Because again, you went into business, you know, you hit all these walls, you went into property, and then it wasn't until later when you came to an event that, so like what changed for you? What's the difference? What was the difference for you that you help you get past that invisible wall? Oh, great question. I mean, for me, like I, I was lying to myself, man, so much. And I think you said at the start, right? Like when the first event that you saw me out, I looked like I wasn't really interested. And like, I was telling myself so much shit. You know what I mean? Like, you know, and, and really what it was, it was a reflection on me. You know, I was I was frustrated in my business. And I suppose I saw myself as I was failing in my primary business. And although I'd done some property investing, set up as a side hustle, like my primary was kind of, you know, it, it created this, this failure. And, and I couldn't understand, you know, how other people were, were doing it. And and I think that there was a lot of my own projections of, of what, you know, I thought success was. Like, that was what was in my, I was in my own way, effectively, you know, my sort of little voice, you know, my, my negative perception of, you know, why I wasn't where I thought I could be or should be or, you know, I was up putting in all these hours and, and, and not getting the, the returns that I was expecting or, or felt that I should get. And just, you know, I said, and then, you know, I, I come to one of your events and I'm sure that, that was probably hanging over me now, looking back in hindsight, you know, and I wasn't really, I couldn't really buy, I, I was struggling to buy into success at that stage of my life, you know, because I didn't feel successful at all. Um, and I think what changed for me was just some of the, you know, some of the contents and some of the quotes, you know, like, I mean, I saw this one quote around the time, man. It just blew my whole mind, and it was—I can't remember it. It was—it was along the lines of, you know, I'd just become a parent not not too long before that, and the quote was, you know, like some people, some parents will go broke for their kids, but won't get rich for them. And bro, when I heard that, I was just like, wow, you know, the 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 sort of the air of responsibility for me to become a success for. For my family and and for my friends and for my community and for my colleagues and for my teams and for the people that I work with, it just it just hit me stone cold. And um, I spent a good few days thinking about that. And you know, you know, and then I think that then was the turning point for me, which I think then you, know, you know started things started really changing. And you know, I, I, I you know your, your your content is is has been incredible for me and has it's really helped transform things. And I think the biggest turning point for me was getting a coach. Getting a coach just completely transformed my whole life because the, what coaching done for me um, was it. My coach helped me move out of my own way. You know, I had a lot of knowledge, but I wasn't applying it. And then I was getting even more knowledge, you know, through you know uh, through through the, you know through your tribe, through your your training. Uh, you know other content i was getting a lot of information a lot of inspiration but i wasn't applying it like i should have been and you know my, my coach and then it just so happened at the same time covid hit and so my primary business was kind of you know was blind was blowing open my side hustle was i was in no man's land and i had all this kind of negative energy about me uh, which was not just affecting my professional life but it was affecting my personal life you know in, in, in a big way and as i said i started to my coach really started to you know, do work with my coach and really helped me you know 
like you know tune into what I really wanted. I was really passionate about in life, and he really kind of helped me, um, you know, get motivated. You know, get motivated to do what you know I, I felt was my duty. You know, I felt like success was my duty at that stage. You know, I had a little boy, and I said family and friends, community, you name it. And then once he started helping me unlock some of the lies that I've been telling myself, and some of the the doubt and the fear. You know, there was a lot of stuff that I was, you know, and you know, you, you know me, like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I could be quite a big character. I don't often let on to weakness, but there, but there was a lot in there. Um, and my coach just man just help me smash through some of my limiting beliefs um, and that really was the turning point 12 months ago where you know I was on the floor in many respects um, and just through hard work dedication and, and inspiration motivation you know managed to completely transform my life hmm. and you, you so well done on that thank you for sharing that and being so open about it thank you and, um, what came to view while you were saying that is is it's because it's, it's totally invisible, you know, coaching mm. for two reasons. One, there's a lot of people and there's no disrespect to these type of people, but they're not coaches. You, you know, either they're a mentor because they're going to say, I'll coach you because I've done it before. That's not coaching. That's a mentor. Or they've kind of had some training, not applied it themselves, but they want to, you know, try and tell you how to do it. Because the fear is, you know, what to do. Everybody knows what to do. It's not difficult. You know, I don't need to go on a training course to know how to be in shape. You know, yeah. don't know how to be in shape, you know, do some press ups, run about a bit, don't eat garbage, you know, it's not difficult. <laughs> yeah, but still, I have a trainer, I have a personal yeah. trainer that trains me, and I've like, oh man, the time's coming around, you know, if I'm like 30, like 30 seconds, I class, if I'm supposed to be there at one o'clock, I class, you know, the one oh one, it's like that, that's too late, yeah, that's too late. Yeah, so like if I'm 30 seconds and I still ain't logged on yet, it's like, are you there? Are you there? <laughs> are you there? Yeah. <laughs> and, and so I'll be, I'll be honest, you know, some days if he's not there saying that, I'll be like, yeah, not today. Yeah, but when I got someone there, give me that, give me that push, then, uh, you know, that don't happen. I've got to do it. So coaching, though, Without coaching, or even when coaching starts to happen, world-class coaching, like real coaching, not this whole mentoring, you know, not real coaching. It's like, you imagine like you've got wax has been dripped all over your body. Now, there's going to be parts of it that are totally solid and you just can't move. Yeah, because it's, you know, gone solid. But like the bits that you move more often, so, you know, people who go, go out, they do communicate, they'll kind of do their job to a certain extent. You know, those bits, they're a bit more flexible. Yeah, but you're still restricted. And what real coaching does is start to really peel those layers off. They don't just come off in one go. These different trainings and different experiential things, as you know, and have experienced that totally blow that stuff away. But then the continued thing of like pulling back these layers could even be like, say, like an onion, right? You know, like layers and layers. And those layers that you're pulling off, they are layers of falseness and they are lies. Like you were saying this. And, and, and it is a hard thing until you realize how powerful it is to admit truth and untruth. But it's a hard thing to admit it because we because we've told ourselves those stories for so long. It's like I can't go back on it now because I've told myself, <laughs> you know, but, but like the reality, as you know, now is like it's insane. I can't. Why did I even go on for this long? You know, so there's there's a big difference here. 
you know, between like re what real coaching actually is. And like you say, you go and get all the knowledge in the world, just like over the last three days. I was telling people blatantly, I'm like, look, guys, I can give you all the knowledge. You ask any questions loads of times to debrief, ask questions, get the technical data, the strategies, what, where to invest, what to invest, numbers, getting things. I showed you how to do it on there. You know, again, with like half the amount of participants, by the way, as last time, we had like 1.2 million pounds we raised last time. With half the amount of people, we still raised 995K. Yeah. Wow. In 20 minutes. This is a 20 minute Brilliant. exercise. This is a 20 minute exercise. So, it, so it's insane to have the knowledge and then the coaching and the framework and the environment. Like you're saying, I love London. I love Canary Wharf. But yeah, because it's your environment. It's, 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 it's like your pitch. It's your playing field. Like the footballer walks onto the pitch, boom, they're in their zone. You, you know, walk down the streets of London, bam, you're in the zone. Yeah. Absolutely. So, 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 that's, so that's really what it comes down to. So we've got a couple of questions here. Let's have a look at it. First, I just want to quickly address the systems and the VA thing. Yeah. So... I want to say something and I want your opinion on it because the way I see this, I don't have any virtual assistants, but I'm not against them. But the only reason I don't have virtual assistants is because my method is the homegrown. I want the homegrown talent. You know, we, we build business with two types of people, people who are leaders and people who are team members. Yeah. Leaders. This is like you're here to grow and be the entrepreneur inside our businesses, inside the brand, because the brand's unlimited. You know, we're opening a bank. You know, that's going to take a lot of resources. There's going to be a lot of leaders. There's going to be a lot of, uh, there's going to be a lot of team members. Team members are the ones that they might be happy doing a certain role for the rest of their life. Or, you know, it might even be a stepping stone for them. Or, you know, it's not, you know, it's just like they're going to come and contribute. These team members, they want to learn. But like our attention rate for our crew, team staff, whatever you want to call them, it's very high just because I've been in so many businesses where I messed it up so many times. So I kind of, you know, ironed a few things out. So I would like think a VA for me is never, ever going to be anyone that can grow within my organization. And I want the growth. I want, I want a return on investment. You know, like Richard Branson says, I follow it. He says, you know, train people well enough so they can leave, but treat them well enough so they don't. Because the other saying is, oh, but what if I do put all my time, money, because I spend money. I mean, we're a training company, but I still pay for external training, you know, for, from other providers to train my team. So, so I don't have to, yeah. But also we keep getting the continued outside expertise. Yeah, and they say, oh, but what if I spend all this time and money? Yeah, and they leave. And I love the quote because it says, well, what if I don't train them and they stay? <laughs> yeah. That's that's worse. That's worse. What's your view on the whole VA teams recruiting all of that? I, I completely agree. Like I don't have VAs, but I just feel that there's enough systems and technology, um, and that you can automate so much now. You know, like there's so much technology around us that you can automate like so much of business. It's exciting. It's 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 rewarding. But ultimately, you know, look, people make the world go round, right? 
And of course, you know, there's a person element to a VA, of course, but like yourself, like I much pr prefer to, to, to have an impact with someone and actually to help somebody grow and, and, and help somebody get to that level where, like you said, you know, they're, they're self-sufficient. And as somebody that has gone on to start my own business when I was in previously employed, like it would be, it would be nonsensical for me to say or have some sort of view that oh well I only want someone to get to a certain point like you know I want my people to be leaders I want my people to and you know like dozens and dozens and dozens of people that I've trained throughout my whole career have gone on to be managers have gone on to um, you know be business owners you know I've gone on to to, to have you know responsibility and, and and several have done way better than me so you know, I, I'm a big believer in that. You know, I think it, the, the the payoff that you get from investing with, with someone that you work with closely every day as, as part of your team, the reward, not even financially, of course, there is some financial gain, but the, the spiritual and, and the emotional payback that you get from helping someone achieve something that, you know, you, you could just take a little, a little slice of credit for. You know, ultimately, it's the person's success that, that you're celebrating, you're helping to promote. But it's, it's it's a very, very rewarding feeling helping someone, I suppose, you know, following your footsteps and, as I said, almost outperform you eventually. So I, I agree with you entirely on that one, Mark. Awesome. <clears throat> yeah, it's all about the people, training the people and, you know, having the mm -hmm. longevity. I'm willing to put the time in. So what we're going to do now is we're going to quick fire, yeah, because... There's a few questions here. I want to quick fire them, yeah? So cool. here's, here's the first one. So Gamal is saying, Andy, what was the biggest challenge? The biggest challenge was breaking through my own fears, my own doubts. That was my biggest challenge for sure. Um, and again, come back to coaching, motivational content, getting a good morning routine, killer. Writing my goals down every day, unbelievable transformation when I started doing that. So pushing outside of my own comfort zone, that was the biggest challenge for sure for me. Yeah, awesome. Is. <laughs> so, next question is a bit long, so let me read the whole thing out for you. So, question: What would Andy say to his younger self if he was setting up an, an estate agent today to run it effectively? Uh, what are the pitfalls to avoid? Make sure you want to be an estate agent. I think the day I set my company up, I said I want to do it a bit differently. I don't want to be a traditional estate agent, and I think that was my downfall day one. <laughs> so don't start something that you're not completely bought into and and, and and that can immerse yourself in as a concept um that would be my biggest advice if you enjoy it and you see yourself being the next foxtons or countrywide or whatever it might be then great do it if you don't then hire an estate agent <laughs> yeah, good and we have a uh, we have an interesting com comment here as well so let's just have a look at this Let's put our thoughts into this. So even harder to admit in a world where everyone's expected to portray themselves perfectly on social media. So I want to get your view on it. But I just want to say this. I just want to say that I want to be a little bit controversial. Like who said okay. you're who said you're expected to portray themselves perfectly? Is that a rule that I missed that was written down? Laurie? <laughs> I'm just saying, I mean, I get where you're coming from and I understand it's like, you know. People put this this stuff out there. That's why I love this kind of into live interview style because there's no editing, there's no cutting it to make it look good. <laughs> we say what we say, and that's it. Yeah. So, well, what's your view on that, Andy? I, 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 
I actually have some like um, empathy for the comment in the sense of like I, I think that that's that's a, a society's bred a culture of like that. You know, I, I, there are a lot of people that feel like that 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 that, that you can't be honest with on social media that you can't show the truth that you can't show the flaws the pitfalls that you can't you know be vulnerable you know it's, it's society has bred a beast with social media and, and, and i do believe that it, it, it you know it, it, it's, it's going to take leadership to, to sort of change that ethos slightly my view on it is that you know we, we spoke about tr the truth you know the first person you have to be honest with is yourself like you know like and and, and self-development and as i mentioned coaching and and you know that that sort of life's a constant sort of journey of self-discovery right and and i think that you know through that sort of work it's, it's allowed me to be a lot more open and, and a lot more honest with myself and and, there, and therefore people on social media and people around me because you know it's, it's it's just like the matrix you know when you take that blue pill when you start being honest with yourself like you just you're you're in a whole new like world. You can't go back. You can't go back to being, you know, to having these boundaries and these 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 walls. You know. So, um, yeah, I, I I my my belief is just is, is, is exactly that. You know, honesty is the only way. Um, it's there's true power in, in 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 being honest with yourself, and I think that really shines through as well when you hear someone speak. Yeah. So. Um... As you know, from some of the training that we've done and that we've done together, you know, like truth is at the top of the funnel, right? If we say top of the funnel is where we get in, you know, enlightenment, total appreciation, the gratitude, the thankfulness, the abundance, truth is, is at the top. So like the more truth there is, the more in the zone you're going to be, the more, you know, powerful you're going to be, the more um, life force you have available because any falseness, if you're going down there's less truth the falseness is is tying up your power you know to yeah. to, to 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 keep it down to hide it you know and, and and it's interesting i why i love the city so much because that's why i love being out here obviously you've been here before so you know this is like total you know nothing <laughs> you know it's mm -hmm. in the middle of nowhere is because there's so many people in cities it's like a compression of there's so many people walking around that don't want you to know something yeah, and they don't want to know either, and they're okay staying staying in that place of I don't know that I don't know, because if I admit that I don't know, now I've got to do something about it. But if I'm I don't know that I don't know, then I'm okay. And if I find more people that also don't want to know, yeah, then I'm good too, you know, because now we can just pretend we don't know that we don't know together, uh, and that happens in a lot in cities. There's compression, and maybe if you're there all the time, I'm not sure if you feel the difference. But next time you come here, just feel. Or just you know feel feel because I know you can feel now yeah you can feel <laughs> what happens in there what happens in the city and then what it feels like here it's like wow the space yeah you know, the space that's there so yeah that's good so what else we got coming up here um here we go so yeah Richard what are you saying here but there is a lot of great coaches real life coaches Tony Rose Rob Proctor Harvecker you can be trained to become a certified qualified coach either real life coach, ever coach or Tony Robbins coach yeah so I, I thank you for bringing that up because um, again training to like a, to say certified coach you know like what does that mean you know like I don't know I can't say for anyone else because I've never even looked at anyone else but what I do know is what it takes to be a world-class coach and having helped people achieved 
making millions, having personal satisfaction, soul satisfaction, put together a certification that you yourself and Andy have been through and you didn't know what was going on even all the way through, right, even to the end. And when, when we get to the end, really, it's only the beginning, you know, so and it's ongoing so to say that our certified coach first of all anybody who comes with us they've got to actually they've already got to have be a high contributor they've all already got to have results at their own personally business wise property wise yeah not because so they can be a mentor but so they are understanding the frameworks which we then teach that like oh this is how and by the way also people have been coached for a minimum of a year as well you know, uh, by us, yeah, it used to be, you know, by have you, if you want to be, if you want to come as a certified coach, you had to be coached by me. Yeah. But obviously that wasn't scalable after a certain point. So, uh, now you have to be coached and that's, that's even just to be invited to a call to talk about it. We just got to talk about it. By that time, most people and other people may have gone through, you know, like a, like a time certificate, like, like if you put the time in, you're certified. You know what I mean? We're like, this is this isn't time. This isn't this is results based, yeah thing. So uh, great point there. And uh, Richard is asking, is it Mark Banks? Not Mark Banks. Going to be a real life bank of some some name of that effect. Yeah, is it for anyone else to use? You know, it's going to be free to use. Richard, people number one who want to get loans for their property uh, investment business. That's where primarily we're going to start out because we we'll know how to only lend to really real trained people uh, but also yeah it will be a bank where people can put their money but they actually it's useful for them like they're going to get the paid you know five ten fifteen twenty percent on their money real a real bank you know right now you know the banks that are out there i love them on how they allow me to transfer money at the t t uh, button yeah that's great and we will have that facility but right now if you want to put money in a bank it's like a compost heap like you're putting your money in a compost heap it's just rotting away yeah so that's what i would say about that Any, anything to say on anything those items andy um i suppose the thing that that, that, that you mentioned about coaching when you talk about world-class coaching and i think it just comes back to what we were saying about about being, being honest being open I mean, because I suppose the quote that springs to mind is, you know, give, give a man a fish, you know, versus teach a man how to fish, right? You know, you give a man a fish, you know, he's okay for a day. When you teach him to fish, he's okay for a lifetime. And I think that's what coaching has been for me, is that the, the process of coaching in, in helping me become more honest and open with, with how I feel and, 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 and you know, why I, I do what I do. Um, and that that process is effectively has helped me learn how to process you know my negativity and and, and also how to harness my, my my positivity and in a nutshell that, that, that they're lessons that that i'll have for life for life now and you know you, that, that's before you even start talking about legacy you know how you're going to you know have a have an impact on the people around you you know what sort of legacy you might leave you know so you know coaching for me world-class coaching is exactly that it's just you know honesty and, and, and integrity and I, and, I, and I think that that's the real power of coaching absolutely good stuff let's 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 touch on this yeah so what value or personal trait are you most grateful for what a question oh great question Linda <laughs> um, I, again I, 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 I 
I've said it a lot, but honesty. I think the, the power of truth, you know, not being afraid to be honest with with, with myself, the people around me. Um, you know, and, and, and maybe I'll probably say the only other one I'll say is 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 is, is maybe say maybe the, the gift of like maybe leadership. I'm not afraid to to impart my my opinion in in, in the pursuit of you know of, of, of positive truth and I, I I don't I've never had a problem challenging the status quo if I felt that it was in the, for the betterment of 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 people um, and again it comes back to honesty right like I'm honest that, that I, I genuinely want the best for for others um, so it, it helps that trait complements that trait wonderfully mm. how about yourself Mark I'd be interested to hear your answer to that question. Yeah, I'm quite excited to answer it. And I, I want to answer it the, exactly the way it's been asked, uh, first of all, which is what value, value or personal trait am I most grateful for? I would say the one I'm most grateful for, because it helps me in the most situations, would be the trait of like this optimism or, or the trait of I don't have to know the answer but I just know it's going to work out, whatever that trait is. I don't know if it's called optimism, whatever that trait is, whatever you want to call that trait of, I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't know how it's going to work out. I just know it is. Even when everything seems like it's, you know, falling down around me, burning, setting fire, everyone's out to get me. That's what it feels like. You know, those dark times, I'm like, this is happening perfectly. You know, I don't feel like it right now, but I know something amazing is going to come out of it. So that, for me, that's what I would say uh, most most because it helps me in the most situations. But I think also what helps me a lot, especially in business, especially with teams, especially with the line of work that I put myself in, is like selflessness. Like to be, to be able to be not non-biased, which, which is actually what you're saying. You were saying, you know, integrity and honesty – which is to be in the truth, because the truth is what it is, not what I want it to be. And, I, and I'm absolutely, I'm pretty good at just being selfless about it. Like, it would, my like, there's a part of me that knows it would be easy to take advantage of, you know, authority or power that I have in some positions and and make it go in my favor. But I just have this anchor to be to stay in the middle, like to be balance like i don't i don't know what i don't want to do that because it's going to bite me later number one <laughs> law of attraction karma whatever you want to call it that's number one but number two like i'm just into doing what feels right and what feels right is just doing the right thing and that's why i have that saying do the right thing for the right reason i have that saying so so i tell myself every day i mean it's a good punchline i get it you know but that's what it is um what we got here when you're dishonest with yourself, you're disconnected from reality. You're going to make poor decisions. You're going to drop out of the moment and you're going to be less happy. Yeah, it's good. And it's it's funny the choice of words, Wayne, you say there, because reality, if you look at the definition of reality or really what reality is, reality is based on agreement. You know, so that's that's most people's difficult part because if they're dishonest, but there is an agreement with the dishonesty because that's what people do. They're like, oh, you know, this guy, you know, he did this to me. He's wrong, isn't he? And they're like, oh, yeah, blimey, I can't believe they did that. Now you just created a reality because reality is based on agreement. So now in your eyes, 
it is true. I mean, it's not because truth is what it is, but you've made it what you want it to be, which is now your reality. You know, that's why in most cases people are like, oh, it's destruction, the world, this and that. And I'm like, that's your reality. That's not my reality. It's not, I don't look at it like that. I don't look at it like that. Yeah. And that's also what a coach helps you do. Get out of trying to get agreement. Well, you know, like this is what, this is what we're training ourselves to do. It's like, you've got to spot that because you've got to interrupt that pattern they're in because they're trying to make an agreement here and they're going to go downhill. What's your, what's your view on that? I completely agree. You know, it's, again, it's, 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 it's about breaking those sort of chains of, you know, of dishonesty in your own mind, which are often negative, you know? So, um, you know, there's not too many empowering, you know, lies that I've, I've told myself, you know, so the truth is empowering, you know, and, and I think that's, that's been my, you know, the biggest part of my transformation for sure. Yeah. Awesome. And then this is a nice one to finish it off before I ask last question from uh, the, the viewers here. And then I've got a question for you. Yeah. This is a nice one to finish off the viewers questions. How do you like to celebrate your wins? <laughs> I've got really into physically celebrating my wins recently because it changes your whole state, just completely transform you. It used to be material, but don't get me wrong, there's nothing better than sitting on the Italian Amalfi Coast with my wife, you know, enjoying a glass of wine to, to celebrate a win. But but in terms of just every day, every minute, I you know, once an hour, that's how I like to get it now. Just change the state and, and, and you know, get it into the moment. So, how about you? I, love <laughs> I, I have my own cel I have my own celebration anchor. I can't, I can't see an email of even twenty pounds, one pounds, fifty pounds, hundred pounds coming into my bank or coming into my business, and not like I train myself not to just say, "Oh yeah, okay," and take it for granted. And I'll tell you why because I remember one time I was I was just doing something. Uh, um, and, and it was like in one night, I made 15 grand in like two hours. And I was like, oh, God, I can't believe it. It's only 15 grand. That's time I did it. <laughs> At that point, I was like, Are you, hello? Like, what are you doing? And that's yeah. when, you know, we got it in our training, we got it in our culture, we got it in the coaches. It's like, you got to celebrate. It's our code of honor. You got to celebrate all wins. So I have like a yes. You know, I love it. I've got to celebrate like, yes, like something like that. You know what I really like to celebrate? I love dancing. I love, I love dancing. I love dancing with my kids. I'm celebrating with them. I love putting some music on and just busting some tunes out. And if you want to see some footage of the amazing celebrating that happened from uh, Property Secrets Exposed, put hashtag dance in there and we'll see about getting some of that footage out to you if enough of people ask for it. So we've got Real Life Tribe uh, Mastermind uh, coming up now. Uh, so before we send everyone off, I and I ask you the last question, I want to thank you, Andy, for coming on here. We've had some nice questions and some nice things coming across. You know, usually I say, hey, listen, if we just inspire one person to do something, it's all been worth it. But I can already tell there's been many people that have been inspired already. So super, super fantastic. Thank you for being here. Uh, Real Life Thanks Tribe. You, you are welcome. Real Life Tribe, let's get over to the mastermind now. That's uh, where we get all of our, we all come together, make sure we get the questions answered so you guys can hit it and win in life, in your property and in your money. Uh, but before we go, it's something that's super, super important. I have to ask you this question, Andy. Yeah, because we can never let the people forget that they've got to do the right thing for the right reason. Now, why is that? Uh, because it's the only way.
to discover your true potential, baby. Yeah, he said it good enough. You heard it. Thank you for watching, guys. We'll see you again next time. See you guys.